This meeting is being recorded. With Fox's 911 and 911 Lone Star, the emergency is always on fire. Sometimes literally, or in Lone Star's case, the world <laughs> is frozen. <laughs> um, here at Dispatching the 118, we wanted to take a slower, more careful approach. Look at it with the intensity of Sergeant Grant, but with also, also have that enthusiasm of Firefighter Mateo. Um, it's a new year and a new season. <laughs> Let's get started. <laughs> Yay! First of all, let me just get out of the way, because I will mention this several times. I missed Grace so much. She is like, like, I didn't realize how much I loved her until she like came on screen and was like, like going at Judd like playfully. And I was like, oh, I, I love this woman so much. Right. You don't realize you've missed her until she's in front of you. And then you're just like, oh, <laughs> Um, for me, that was Tommy, like Tommy. I didn't realize I missed her so much until she's standing in front of their new boss, telling him off because he wants to give them medicine just so that they can charge their patients for medicine. And I'm like, go at it, girl. I was like, get him girl. (laughs) It just is like such like, there's not one character in the main cast. Of course there's like recurring, but there's not one main character that I'm like, I could do less of them. Like, all of them I'm, like, so interested in, and I love them, and, well, uh, we've The exception of Captain Strand. (laughs) Um, Also, can we just quickly mention that Rasputin with a man bun is forever how I will refer to Billy from now on. That is all he will be. (laughs) That's what he is. Uh, I was like, that, I was like, listen, I love this actor. I have loved this actor since the days of twilight but i cannot stand billy (laughs) listen i'm so glad (laughs) charlie swan is life okay (laughs) i did when i was reviewing last season for lone star for spoiler tv and i like credited when the first time he came up you know how you do like sometimes you'll reference like what they've they've done yeah yeah i like specifically was like twilight (laughs) I it's not going to make much sense to some of our listeners probably but I do know for a fact Kat will understand this but Charlie has always given me grown-up style Stalinsky vibes and so it's like ever since I made that connection I've never been able to unsee it and Billy is no different so I'm just like you you basically play a character this guy is like yes he's more of a villain than charlie will ever be but like they're in in the bare core of who they are they're basically the same like yeah (laughs) oh that's so sweet i can definitely see that of the three seasons of teen wolf i watched listen you didn't miss much so it's fine um (laughs) i was about to say another ryan murphy thing and i was like that wasn't ryan murphy that was jeff davis Oh, that was Jeff Davis. Criminal Minds, Jeff Davis. Yes. Um, But I also find it very fun to go onto the dark side of Twitter, like the people that hate watch this show, because I like to see what they're saying about Lone Star, just because I'm like, am I just because I just love these characters so much blind to some of the realities of the show? And some people 
their reasons for hating it is because they hate Ryan Murphy. And I'm like, you can't go into it because you hate Ryan Murphy. Like, yes, they have flaws. And yes, they make mistakes with storytelling. We'll get to that later on. But ultimately, it's not a terrible show. I mean, it makes the same mistakes that every television show makes with regards to certain kinds of characters. Absolutely. It's America. (laughs) The thing is, the thing is, is that... Now, I um, am a fan of a lot of Ryan Murphy things, so I, mm-hmm. I cannot shit on him in, in regards to TV. However, Darren Starr, creator of Younger, I think Sex in the City, and Emily in Paris, that's somebody who, if I started a new show, like, I started Emily, Par- Emily in Paris, and I found out that he, wa- he created it, and I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> this immediately, five minutes in, this sucks. This is awful. And I mean, it is. Which Emily is understandable. Is I, I was having this discussion about something totally different today with regards to if you have a certain mindset about certain types of things, you can't look at something with a non-biased lens. Absolutely. And so I was having this discussion because a friend of mine had listed characters to get to know her or whatever. And one of them was Severus Snape. And I was like, I have to judge you right now because you said Severus Snape is a character you like. And she was like, well, Alan Rickman. And I go, okay, here's my thing. I read the book so diligently as a child and I hated Snape in the book so diligently. No matter how much I love Alan Rickman, he could not make me like Severus Snape, even though it's him and I love Alan Rickman. But this yeah. person was like, it's Alan Rickman. I love Alan Rickman. And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes when you hate a character prior to someone portraying them in a visual media sense, yeah. it's hard to let go of that. And I Absolutely. think kind of that plays into how people perceive this show because Ryan Murphy has, they watched Glee or something and they just have such a <laughs> visceral, toxic reaction to Ryan Murphy. They can't be unbiased. Which like, and you know what? You know what? Again, as somebody who has seen the first three to four seasons of Glee, I get it. I'm going to give it to them. (laughs) I'm going to give it to them. (laughs) Glee was, let me tell you, and this is the only time that I'll stray off topic. We just finished December at my work. Okay. Mm -hmm. I work at a movie theater. right? Right. So since the day after Thanksgiving, which I love Christmas music. I do. I fucking love it. (laughs) But since the day after Thanksgiving, they were playing Christmas music. And the thing is, they weren't playing just any Christmas music. They were playing Glee Christmas music. single Glee holiday song was on that fucking playlist. Oh, nope. For a month straight. (laughs) Until January 3rd, because my fucking boss waited till the kids went back to school. Till January 3rd, I was literally listening to Glee versions of holiday songs. I can't do it anymore. I can't. Like, they didn't even play Turkey Lurkey for Thanksgiving, but you're going to force me to listen to all of their fucking Christmas songs? No. I was like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. My mental health cannot take this anymore. All right. So le- we should probably dive into, like, the biggest reveal of this episode, <sighs> um, which I think is also one of the stupidest things. But Absolutely. Um. TK and Carlos have broken up in the eight months between the end of last season and now. Um, which, which, spanned- like, let's talk about how much of a fucking time jump that is. It's Holy like, the, well, okay, but if you think about it, it's the amount of time jump between the end of last season, like when it aired on television, 
to when it's airing now, which I'm like, okay, really? No. Yeah, because the last season ended in May. Only eight months? Yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah, long like 2021 is. In two years. <laughs> That's how long 2021 was. Yeah. Whoa. No, remember Lone Star and 911 both started in January last year because they kind of had delay because of COVID. And so they did them together, which I think they should do that all the time. I don't quite understand why they mixed it up again, but whatever. No, I mean, they needed um, time for the cleaning lady, which I will give Fox this. Fox, you've got a good one so far with one episode at least. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, no. So in that eight months, Somehow, for some reason, TK have and Carlos have gone from living together and losing their home in a fire to being completely broken up to the point where they don't hardly can't even be in the same room together. Like, yeah. And and I will say in my review, I talked about how if breaking them up is what made them put Carlos on the front burner, by all means, I'm okay with it and I'm putting air quotes quotes up around okay because I want more Carlos I just don't think they should have had to decide like choose between you don't have to break somebody up for them to have a life yeah (laughs) I just it's like the end of the Hallmark movie where like the person chooses between their career or love it's like why can't we just have give Carlos both right why can't Carlos be this awesome front runner hero and also still be with TK. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand. And I'm trying to figure out what their validation is going to be for why they broke up. Because I can't think of anything. Like, off the top of my head, like, they didn't have any issues. Yeah. Like, they worked through whatever issue they had last season, which was the whole Carlos not fully telling his parents about TK thing, which they worked through that. And I'm like, that's the only big thing that was between them. I think that there are the judgment that I am passing in regards to them being broken up is solely the fact that I like wish that they were still together. Like Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that there are so many questions surrounding it. We don't know why they broke up. We don't know when they broke up. Have they been broken up for seven months or for seven days? We have no fucking clue. It's been a short enough time that Nancy is still asking TK about it but that everyone around them knows that they can't be in the same room. So it's, it's been long enough for that. It's just, it's so, there's so many questions surrounding it that like to say, I don't like the storyline already is like going too far for me. Like I can't say that much. But see, I've seen the preview for next week and next week is when TK falls into the water and all that stuff. And they bring in, they bring in Carlos for that. So I'm like, okay, what I'm confused. Did you guys just break them up so that you could have this emotional reunion on the bedside? Because that's stupid too. That's yes. overplayed. That's lazy. It's terrible writing. Like give them what they deserve. <laughs> well, also like the, the thing about the reunion is like, it, it's like totally fucking lazy on top of like, you could have done it with them still together. Like there's no reason that Carlos couldn't have found out about this happening at a completely other scene and had to like go in and worry about him being okay. Like it could have been done when they were together, if that's really what it's for, or is him falling into the water going to be the stepping stone that they need to start speaking again about whatever issues they had. I listen, I, 
I'm okay with it because I'm hoping, and I said this in my review, I'm hoping that it's leading to something bigger to where we get more meat for Carlos and his characterization and we get to see more from him. Um, But also like just more from them as a couple. Like I want to know more. And I feel like it's not going to be a breakup for all eternity. Like obviously like the way Ronan talks on Twitter (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> As everyone knows, Ronan is the worst kept secret. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> so, like, the way he talks, it's like he knows to an extent that, like, this isn't going to probably last the whole season. Um, right. But I do hope that it isn't a sloppy writing plot. But who knows? I hope not. I hope not. I feel like a lot of the time... Because, I mean, now we've, I'm kind of switching lanes, but I feel like, I mean, we've skipped eight months, which means that we have skipped almost the entirety of, you know, the beginning. We've missed Tommy's grief. We've missed her kids reacting and mm-hmm. settling into that. We've missed Grace and Judd and how they're settling into, first of all, being upcoming parents and having to deal with the loss of somebody who was like a brother to them. Also, Grace's injuries, like she had severe injuries. Yeah, we skipped over all of that. Yeah. So it's like, that's why I don't love time jumps. They kind they irritate Mm -hmm. the fuck out of me. Because I feel like we never properly get to see how our characters process what happened prior to the time jump. And I think that that's why 911 does it, honestly. Because it's so funny because we're like getting Telltale TV notifications and you can see each one of us <laughs> looking away every time. <laughs> um, yes. But like it just, we didn't get to see, like 911 does it so that they don't have to show the characters going through it. They did it with like uh, partially Buck's injury. They did it, I think they did it with the um, tsunami. Is that what it was? A tsunami? Yeah, they kind of did, but like didn't like specify that it was a time jump, but you could tell there was a time jump because yeah. all of a sudden LA was totally fine again. They did right. it with the they did it with the earthquake too. Yes. There was it no just, like cleanup like- or like chaos going on around them as they're trying to do everyday things. Right. I I think that 911 the universe as a whole really uses it so that they don't have to necessarily get in that deep with the characters. Which is upsetting because I feel like when you have people like Gina Torres and Sierra McLean, like you could get into that. Like you really could and they would be amazing. Yes. (laughs) Listen, Gina, (laughs) I have loved Gina for many, many years. Um, I was so excited when they added her to Lone Star because I was like, she's phenomenal. And the same thing goes for with regular 911. Like you don't get to have that with Aisha Hines, who I have been watching on television for hundreds of years, it seems. I mean, obviously not, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But like, I've been watching her my whole life practically, and she has the ability to do the emotionality and they never, they never explore it with Hen. Hen never gets that emotional exploration. Like there was that episode where her dad died and like, we didn't get to explore her conflicted in like feelings about it because he was such a shitty dad and like then he dies right there when he comes back into her life like come on 911 give us some meat give us some Seriously. like give us some drama like that actually makes sense <laughs> Seriously I just we and also I know that they will definitely be drama with Grace having the baby but like I would have t- wanted to it's see so how they stereotypical <laughs> even like no literally though <laughs> 
like I would have liked seeing them seeing them and Tommy get closer honestly because like even though they're already so close it's like you know that they were Tommy's main I mean I guess Owen too possibly but he fucking ditched him so probably not um like it they were probably her main emotional support yeah yep and it would have been nice to see some of that we also it would have been nice to see how they all acclimated to their new locations because they're all broken up and now all of a sudden it's like okay Mateo's fitting in just fine with these guys that had so much issues with him during the finale and it's like okay now he's their number one guy I'm like okay well how did that happen I need the story here because I want to know because Mateo deserves it Mateo deserves that story development but also Marjan like and I and I talked about this as well. I really hope they dive into why she's the only one that's so gung ho about getting the family back together. Like, is it yep. something on her deep personal level about with regards to family and connection and relationships? Like, does she have this issue of abandonment? Like, I need to know why she's the only one that cares anymore. It's been eight months and yeah. she's the only one that still cares. And it's like, it's it's so strange because like even like with with not to go back to the time jump but like even I don't think that we even know how long Owen's been gone fully like it was kind of alluded to that he left like almost right after but then it's like okay but when did that last hearing happen like yeah because the hearing that we got to see they were like we'll come back to this you know at the next one or whatever and it's like okay and then it did a time jump and we're just like wait I'm confused where was the next one also Owen what caused that mind change like again I want I want the details of this kinds of stuff like you can't just drop Owen in our laps with his head in the sand saying I refuse to do anything because nobody cares and expect us to just be like okay yeah that sounds great yeah I that is I'm hoping sincerely that although they're obviously going to give us some sort of backstory on why he feels like this I really really hope that it doesn't overtake you know how like Marjan Mm -hmm. feels and why she is the only one there like rooting for them and and why Judd you know won't talk to her about it and stuff like that like I'm just afraid that whatever he did, because it's such a dramatic twist than what he usually is like. Whereas mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you could see Marjan, like, of course there might be some background issues, but like, she's always been very passionate and like feeling welcome in the group. Like Judd is kind of somebody to avoid things. Like they all kind of make sense. But then you have Owen who is completely 180. I don't care about anybody. Nobody cares about me. And it's like, I just hope that it doesn't overshadow what everybody else has gone through in the last eight months. Well, and you also think about, I really, you know, his is drastically different. And I feel like Carlos is drastically different as well. Yeah. Based on what we know of him is that like, he's basically, he's annoyed that he has to keep a, arresting Marjan which maybe that could just be that he's like you're my friend I hate that I have to keep doing this to you but he also doesn't want to talk about any of it he's just like let's just table this this is like obviously you don't seem to understand that everything's moved on like you know move on like times past like whatever and it's like 
clearly then his breakup with TK has been long enough that he has that finality to it. Yeah. Um, because she even brings up TK and he's just like, but like in the, they talk about it subtly, which I'm like, again, great. Uh, as opposed to nine one one, which thinks that everything needs to be spelled out for us. Yeah. Lone Star does the subtlety things like that conversation between Marjan and Carlos was about two different things at the same time. Yeah. It was about the breakup of 126, but also about the breakup of TK and Carlos. Absolutely. You know, it's just like, I do think that I do think that there is while it's like, yeah, he has some finality to it. It's like he could also just totally be bullshitting because he's still he be. so upset about it. You know, like like. I don't know, I, I hope that's what it is, because I don't want them to have been broken up for like, I don't know, six months and then only come back together when like TK is hurt. It's like they get hurt every day or they mm-hmm. seemingly get hurt every day. You know, it's like that would also, be such a like why does everything excuse. happen to TK? Why is it TK always getting hurt? Because every yeah. season it's been TK that's ended up in the hospital and nobody else on the team. And I'm just like, yep. no offense. I want somebody else to get hurt. <laughs> Which, no, seriously. knock on wood, knock on wood. Not Judd or Grace. Arsha, well, Arsha Arsha that won't be that bad. <laughs> I would like to see somebody else in the hospital as Marjan ran into a tree and Paul got fucking caved in on. Okay. I have this weird feeling that Paul is going to be totally fine because based on the preview uh, for next week, he's like, I seem to be in an air pocket and I'm just like, all right, then you must be fine. So I like, I kind of stopped worrying about him, which makes me worry that maybe I shouldn't not worry about, like I should be worried about him because what if they like use that as a twist moment and like something worse happens, but it makes me think that it's going to be like a buck. Um, internal whatever thing where like he hit his head when he went down but he doesn't remember it and so he thinks he's fine oh if you will no way home spoilers you know what i'm about to say yes yes so i'm afraid (laughs) it'll be something like that which i mean it could be (laughs) i just i just want more I, I like that this episode really focused on Carlos and Marjan. Like they were like, all yeah. right, we have all these characters, but let's focus in on Marjan who's fighting for the firehouse and Carlos who's saving all these people from this ice storm. Like let's focus on two specific people that haven't really gotten any FaceTime on the show and like, let's give them the whole episode. And I'm glad that Owen was in the woods doing nothing because I'm like, yeah. bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great too because even the like small bits of Owen, like even like the the kind of small moments of like TK, Nancy, Tommy, like it didn't feel like Carlos and Marjan overtook everything else. Right, they just were at the center. Mm-hmm. Whereas every Owen centric episode is like he's overtaking everything else that happens in the episode. Yeah, I I have to say that. I loved Carlos before this episode and now I love him even more. I'm just like, you are so with it. Like you have the same skills that Athena Grant has. They've just never shown us these yet. Like they've never shown us these before. Like the way he knew that he needed to move that man 
from that bed in that exact moment, or he was going to die because the roof was going to collapse. I'm like, that's intuition. That's that's yeah. stuff you can't teach somebody. And it's just like, and the fact that he noticed that that young girl was the only one that was missing. Cause and she didn't nobody, count herself. Right. And nobody else Ugh. thought to think of her. And I'm like, yeah, Carlos did. And I was like, if Ugh. we were in the nine one one Los Angeles universe, it would have been Athena doing these things. So I'm like, yes, this is good. Like this is the development we need for him. Does it have to happen while he's single? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And you know what? Like the thing is, is that I just, I hate when they do stuff like this because it's like, okay. Like, uh, oh fuck. Ronan says that this is like the best season of, of Tarlos or whatever, which like, I'm sure it is, but like, are we going to do I think he the just said it's where... the best 911 season ever, which whatever I'm just saying that's what I think he said I'm pretty sure that's what he said oh maybe he just said there's like a lot of good Tarlos or something that might have been it I don't know I stopped paying attention to him half the time he (laughs) he mentioned something like that and I'm like are we gonna have to do the whole thing are they making them single did they make it long enough that Carlos has finality because they're going to do the whole like they get with other people and then they realize they still love each other thing and I mm-hmm. fucking hope not. Right. I just hope not. Right. Why is it such a big deal for younger characters <clears throat> to be with somebody and stay with them for years on end? It's yeah. totally fine for characters like Athena and Bobby to do it. And they're like, right? yeah, no, we don't need to break them up. Like, it's fine. But I'm like, if you're under the age of 30, supposedly that needs to happen. And I'm just like, that's stupid. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not just singularly <laughs> secluded to the 911 universe. Like, oh, this no. happens on all television shows. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be in the soap opera world. And trust me, when I say breakups for no reason are the center of soap operas. And I'm like, it doesn't Absolutely. make any sense. Like, they break everybody up like every five minutes. And I'm just yep. like, why? Just let them live their lives and be happy. Oh, right. That's not enough drama. Okay. But you can create drama with them together. (laughs) Yeah. But they can't though. Cause they don't know how to write that. (laughs) We should just write it for them. Yeah, Um, exactly. But it's just, this is probably going to be a really good season. I'm just, I'm just very hesitant to say, oh yeah, this was like, this is going to be like the best season ever because this first episode, while it did have its highlights, there are parts of it that I'm like, mm, that doesn't look so great for the future. Um, well, so I'm like <laughs> nervous about it. Can we talk about how fucking stupid that scene was where Owen like meets that woman? What the like, hell was why- that? <laughs> it was so stupid because then like later in the episode, he's like him and Buttercup are like running to like find somebody. And my mom, my, my mom was watching it with me, who has never seen I'm a One Lone Star before, because it, it literally like premiered when we didn't even live together. So she's never seen the show before. She goes, she was like, oh, there, it's the girl, probably the girl that he was talking to. And then it fucking wasn't. It was some like, random Hispanic guy, which is the other thing. I'm like, where did this Hispanic guy come from? Like, And where's the little boy in the lake? Like, right? What? Which I think the little boy in the lake is going to come up next episode because that's why TK falls in. But like, yeah. Okay. But how long is that? How much time is passing between those old people finding the boy in the lake 
and them actually saving him. Like, well, yeah. I'm confused on timeline here. Well, I know that they, I know that they did, like, I think it was, like, eight hours before the freeze or whatever the fuck, and I would have to go back to look at, like, when that was compared to when we saw, like, TK, Marjan, and Nancy. No, TK, Tommy, Tommy. and Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have to go back and look at that, but I, I think that there was, like, some time separating it. So I Whatever. think they did. Okay, but here's the thing. They should have had the old man find the kid in the ice at the end of the episode. Yeah. Because then it because for most people, they're not gonna pay attention enough to the details to think, oh, well, maybe only like an hour has passed between them calling for help and the help arriving and helping. And I'm like, right. which is totally typical within an ice storm like that. Like it will take some time for them to get to them, but Especially because the old people didn't really know where they were. Yeah. They were like, they were just trying, what, did they have turtles or something? I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, they were traffic. saving turtles. Okay. I was like, what are they saving? I can't really tell. <laughs> no. Okay. My thing also with that is like, and I have to preface this with saying, I quote unquote saw the last like two minutes of Lone Star, but my recording for Lone Star cut off. And so I only saw when Marjan was like kind of um, when she was just on the road fiddling with her radio and then um, it cut. And then the beginning of my recording of the cleaning lady had um, like the end of the episode of her crashing. So I'm not sure like what I missed, if I missed anything, like how it was all together. So all that happened was she hit some like icy patch and like spun Went into like the woods or whatever. Now I'm wondering... Or are they an going... animal or did she see an animal it was either an icy patch or an animal i can't remember the finer detail but something caused oh, her to like, like... A truck. i think it was like a car but maybe whatever I, <laughs> something caused her to go off the like, road if she's unconscious which i can't remember if she is mm-hmm. at the end of the episode i would assume so after a crash like that. they haven't shown us oh they didn't show us okay yeah um i would assume that she would be Is she going to crash near the child in the lake and then they're going to find Marjan at the same time? Oh, I don't think so. Like, I have this weird feeling that I have this weird feeling that it's going to be two separate things and it's going to take them a little bit of time to realize that Marjan's missing because remember, she took the day off. And so they're going to be like not even thinking about where she is until they go to try and find Owen because of TK. I bet you that's yeah. when they'll find her. Because Damn. he'll be like, Marjan, Marjan went back to go talk to you guys or whatever. Oh, he'll say something, you know, and they'll be like, yeah, she didn't make it back to town. Like, you know, <laughs> so like that'll happen. But can we talk about I want to talk about the coolest scene of the episode that also happened to be the stupidest scene of the episode, which was those idiots on the skateboard or skis or whatever behind the truck. But it ended up turning into the coolest scene because of the fact that Tommy and Nancy Nancy. did that amazing save. That amazing save. Like, I, that man, if he survives... Is good for him. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, like that scene too, where like the uh the sewer uh top or whatever was like in that guy's car. It literally mm-hmm. the, the scene started and my mom and I are like, what's that? 
And then they showed it again. And we were like, I can't tell, like, what, what is that? And then finally, like a second, literally like a second before the other manhole popped up, we were like, it's the sewer top. It's the sewer. Like it's, it was so thick compared to what I thought like a, like a manhole would look like. It's so thick. <laughs> I was like, there's no way this man is living. <laughs> I can't. Was that, was that Lone Star? I think so. Okay. I don't know. See, I don't remember the finer details. It's been almost a week, guys. <laughs> it's been I literally, days. now that I'm like saying it out loud, I think that that was an episode of Chicago PD that my mom was watching. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever it was, that sounds very interesting. I'm laughing because you're like, she just like, I want to go to mommy's house. And then you find out that he kidnapped the kid. It had to have been, it had to have been PD because that was not It's okay, guys. I was laughing because Laura had, Laura had no idea how thick a manhole cover is. Yeah. (laughs) I about stopped at manhole and I was like, that would have been so dirty and inappropriate. I'm just like, no. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm sick, you guys. It's not COVID yet, but. Please well, excuse my, my brain. brain. My brain is just fired because I work for a tech company and it's the first week of the year and it's orientation week. And so it's just like oh, a lot of crap. Yikes. So if I make mistakes in details, it's because of that. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, no, um, I, I am glad we're getting more of Nancy yeah I just I mean I guess I kind of wish we would have seen more from TK Tommy and Nancy in general but like I think that's gonna be next episode like they're really really gonna focus on them next episode obviously because of the whole TK thing and then the other group of people are caught up with the church frozen stuff with Paul and Mateo and Judd being there which that's going to be interesting because Judd's going to be in the middle of trying to save Paul. And I guarantee you, Grace is going to go into labor and they're not yep. going to be able to get her to the freaking hospital. She's going to have the baby in the 911 operator building, whatever. I guarantee you that's what's going to happen because it yep. sounds so predictable. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like they can't just give her like a good birth. It's got to be stressful times 100. Well, I mean, we gave Maddie a good easy birth on 911. So I guess they're like, oh, well, we got to do a crazy one for this That's girl. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Or it'll be like, they'll do the twist on that where like Judd gets hurt and nobody tells her because they find out like as soon as they're about to tell her that Judd got hurt, she's going into labor. Oh, you mean like a la... Grey's Anatomy when Bailey had her son and her husband was in a car accident. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. The fact that we have receipts on when this has been done on television. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyways, no, we're happy for Grace and Judd and their new baby girl, which we now know it's a girl because <laughs> they Thank dropped God. that. Thank God. I I don't know how much I could deal with Judd talking about his little cowboy and like playing (laughs) sports. I do not know how long I I want to see. I want to see Judd turn into this mushy man around his daughter. Like I want it so bad because I love when characters like Judd end up having little girls and you get to see like a total flip and reverse of their personality around their daughter. And it's just like, this is so cute. Um, Judd is totally an artist. Grace can stop complaining to him about it. 
I think it's so sweet that he is like not using stencils at all. He's just fully paint. Like I like obviously it looks shittier, but like it's better for the memories, you know. Well, yeah, it's him putting his heart into what they're doing, and like yes, Grace can make fun of him about it, but like honestly, they're not so far off that you can't tell what they are in general like I think she was just giving him a hard time because like you could tell it was an elephant but like she was just like oh that's an elephant you know (laughs) so like but it's so sweet that he's painted this entire room for his daughter and I'm just like it's already starting the softness is already starting yeah (laughs) literally though (laughs) I love him can I ask a question that is borderline offensive that I will try not to be mean about. <laughs> Has the show always been like this religious? I. What do you mean? Like, like I feel like it was amped up in this episode when they were talking about like, like it was at like the the place for the homeless was like at a church, which like sure is common, but then it was like, you know, God protected them from that tree and and. I don't, I just feel like there's a lot of religious talk. And well, I know that there was some with Judd and Grace, but like, it felt like a lot. It did seem like a bit more, but I guess I kind of just tune that kind of language out in general. So like, I don't pay attention to it. But there was, um, I had a conversation with another critic of the show that she writes reviews for a different um place. But her and mm-hmm. I have kind of connected because she listens to the podcast, um, Justine. Um, and I told her, I said, if you ever want to be on the podcast, like by all means, like, we'll let you come on the podcast. Um, but she was talking about how in her review, she talked about how she was sad that they didn't use that opportunity with Owen and Marjan for Marjan with Owen was like talking about the world giving up or something like that, that Marjan couldn't have said something from her faith language like her language of faith like from her perspective as an islamic woman and i'm like you kind of make a point like yes they have her you know as a devoutly faithful islamic woman but like they don't really touch on it in the ways that they should yeah so i mean it's like how there's always category and this is such a weird comparison but it's like how there's always like names in the bible comparison or categories on jeopardy but like you never get like names in the quran right like it's it's fucking weird it's because america is christianity centered yeah <laughs> and that is where our viewpoint comes from so like that's why we other people a lot and yeah. um and it's why it's great that marjan is a character on this show and that she's there but um natasha was speaking in a twitter chat like one of those twitter group conversations oh, spaces. With, yeah spaces she was i was listening in on a interview with her and she was talking about how she has been pushing for 911 to have a muslim um oh what's the term i'm looking for like the person that's there to like educate you about something that's there to make sure you're doing it correctly. Like they have them on cop shows. They have actual cops like be there to make sure that you're like portraying things correctly. Like I forget mentor? what the, I guess. Oh, I, oh, I get what you you're know, like a yeah, fact yeah, yeah. checker almost. Right, right. I, there's a specific term for it. And she yes. even said the term in the interview, but my brain is so fried right now. I am not yeah. coming up with that term. 
but she said that she had pushed from season one after that episode with her losing her hijab that originally she was told that that episode was going to be later in the season. And so she was upset that it got moved up because it made her characterization just that from the very beginning. Like that's what it yeah. was from the beginning was that. And she's like, yeah. they, we didn't get to know Marjan before she had that issue with her, her job. And so she's like, at that point, I was like, I'm going to try to push for this, even though I don't know if I have the ability to push for this. Um, but we need to have someone in the writer's room that is Muslim and is a woman um, yeah. and has these life experiences because we need to have that portrayed accurately with this character. And I'm not sure how successful we've been yet, but uh, we'll see. With Fox, I would say maybe not much, but we'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, she, I mean, Natasha Krom seems like she's, happy with what they're doing so maybe there's something coming later on this season that we don't know about yet that like might mm-hmm. really expand on that who knows I hope so I do too. I hope so can I just say can I just say speaking of Marjan I love her to death but if I have to see that bitch go on live one more time <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind it's so cringy. It is so cringy. Every time I'm like hiding my face. I'm like, I can't do this. Who is watching you? Also, technically, wouldn't it be against the rules of firefighting for you to be on live as you're doing your job? Because she does it while she's doing her job. So, that, so fucking that's weird. one of the things about television that I can't just like dismiss and be like, whatever, because I'm like, yeah. mm, that's giving people the wrong idea. Like, oh, I, also, it's just it's, annoying. Like, just stop. You can reference her social media presence without actually showing her with her social media presence. <laughs> yeah, literally. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> So also, awkward. I need to know why Billy say like bailed her out. I need to know why he chose to bail her out. Yeah. Well, he said he needed her help. I can't okay. remember for what. I he said I I I need your help, and she's like, why would I help you? And then he sent her the document that he refused to sign. Oh, so he never sign. said why he needed her help. But I'm right. wondering if that was like a subtlety towards I need you to get him to sign this paper. That could be it. But like. Why That's Marjan? Of all the people, why are you picking on Marjan? Because yeah, like go to TK if anyone. Go to somebody else because Marjan's not going to convince him to sign that. She's no. not going to want to. I mean, she might. She kind of did. She tried to. She's like, just sign it and just like don't live it. Like she's like, just sign it and like you know dismiss it. He's like, no, yeah. but that's lying. Which I, I get it. But I also get her side where she like wants her family back together. But here's the thing. More than likely, barring a miraculous television moment where they're just like, oh, the 126 is actually fine. Let's just put them back together. They're not going to be back together anytime soon. Which is like so annoying personally, because I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, come on, dude. Just like come up with a different storyline. I don't know. This show is supposed to be about a firehouse family. Why don't we have them in the same firehouse anymore? Like, yeah. that's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. I also need to understand why Judd's not as upset as Marjan. 
It's his house. His entire firehouse family died from that house. And he was See, like, that's the thing is that I think that at one point this season, if not like almost immediately, I think that we're going to see a moment where he's like, I, where he's like, I have to keep my composure for Grace because I can't stress her out because she's pregnant. And that's why he's not really reacting to things. That's you know? fair. That's fair. I'm not going to lie for a hot second when Car- when Carlos was like, I know somewhere else we can take them. I was like, oh, you're going to take them to the 126? Because I was like, it's a building. It's there. It's it's available. But then he took, yep. him, took them to that um, furniture store. And I'm like, that's just as good, but not what I was expecting. <laughs> No, yeah, it, like I like I get it, like the continuity of it, but I was like, oh my god, they're going to the one twenty six. Oh my god! <laughs> I even <laughs> tweeted I like, that. No. I was like, oh, are we going to the one twenty six? And then I looked like an idiot, like when two seconds later it wasn't the one twenty six. But I was like, I don't yeah. care. I wanted it to be the one twenty six. It was literally us being like the one twenty six, and then like the no heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh man. Ah. Uh. But overall, what did you, would you rate this episode? I would say probably a four. Honestly, maybe I'd go as far as a 4.5. But I think that having to see Marjan on live did knock it down to a four. (laughs) I was (laughs) a little bit. I never want to fucking see that again. I was a little bit more cautious about my rating. I said, um, I said a three and a half because I was like, listen. There are a couple things that I'm not sure where they're heading. So I'm like, I can't really full on say this was a fantastic episode. Cause I'm like, what if I say it's a fantastic episode and then the next episode, everything's thrown into the fan. Like, I, yeah. So I'm like, I'm a little more cautious, but like a three and a half is still not a bad episode. So like, yeah, it was, it was a good start to the season. It was engaging and interesting and makes me want excited for Monday I'm like can it be Monday already because yeah I know more um I want to see TK almost die for the fifth time in three years (laughs) my god I just (laughs) we love you TK (laughs) (laughs) however (laughs) however um I I so I also had a moment and some people aren't going to know what I'm talking about. And I totally forgot to look it up, but I think the guy that played the young girl. So the young girl that they're looking for in the church, her parents showed up Mm -hmm. at the scene at one point. And I think the guy that played her dad was Tyler Posey's dad, because it looked like it looked no, because he's in a lot of shows. Like he's on television, like a lot. He just does random little guest spots. And, and, when I looked on Monday night, obviously the casting wasn't <laughs> updated yet on yeah. IMDb. So I don't know if it was, I think his first name is John. I think it's John Posey. Is that his Oh, name? that's so funny. <laughs> All roads lead back to Teen Wolf. Always. That always <laughs> happens. That's just how it be. Yes. It, okay. It is, his name is John Posey, but I don't know if he was in an episode of- Oh, literally Tyler Posey's dad. Literally Tyler Posey's dad. (laughs) You thought I I meant the guy who played it? No. I mean, literally John Posey, as in Tyler Posey's father. It was him. He's credited. (laughs) Yes, he is. 
ah, I saw, I was like, I knew it. I knew it. John Posey, where you at? Um, that is so but, fucking funny. I literally <laughs> thought that you meant, I literally thought you meant like his character on Teen Wolf. And I was like, I mean, she knows his name. It's weird for her to say, like, like no. Tyler Posey, but all right, we'll go with it. But no, literally his no, father. Literally his father. His literal father. Wow. Yep. And on that note, guys, this has been another episode of Dispatching the 118. And we hope you enjoyed the premiere episode of Lone Star as much as we did. Um, Tweet at us at Dispatch118Pod on Twitter if you have any things you want to add to the discussion from today. We will see you next week. Yeah. We'll see you next week for the Big Chill Part 2, which actually is called (laughs) something else, but we're going to call it the Big Chill Part (laughs) 2. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>